Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. New vet uh, to replace Nick Foles signing retired quarterback Josh McCown for his 17th season. The deal is just a one-year deal worth $2 million guaranteed incentives up to 5.4. McCown retired over the summer with eyes towards being an ESPN analyst but still had the itch to play and informed ESPN that if an opportunity came, he would seize it. We have uh, NFL back here on the fan today with the Seahawks on the road to face the Vikings for their second preseason game. Pre-game will be at three, kickoff at five, again, right here on the fan. More sports scores and stories in 30 minutes. I'm Jesse Osmond from the Chain of Fan Sports Desk, Portland Sports Leader. When you want Portland baseball news, get it here first. 1080 The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Sports Sunday, the final Sports Sunday of uh, the year. Football Sunday is uh, birthed again next week. And with that, a reminder, we've teased it a couple of times, but uh, if you are interested in being a part of our Fantasy Football League as part of Dirt and Sprague's Fantasy Football Draft Party, which is coming up on Tuesday, that is this Tuesday, at Kingpins and Beaverton, and to be a part of it, all you got to do is send us your email address at the Better You Today text line at 55305, but you also need to be able to show up to the actual event. You have to be able to go to the draft. So the draft is going to be at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday at Kingpins and Beaverton. It's the Cedar Hills area. And registration starts at 6. So you can get there anytime from 6 and after. Have some beers. Talk to some people. Uh, I'll be there pretty close to the start of draft time because I'm going to be running from prime time. And uh, you get to draft with Rashad, Jesse, and I and uh, the other listeners that are in the league. And uh, have some fun. And then uh, talk some smack and whatnot during the season. And, and so if you are interested in doing that and uh, – some of you have probably been a part of it in the past, and if you want to do it again, you can do it again. Just text your email address to the Better You Today text line to 55305 and show up on Tuesday, and we'll shoot you that league invite. Uh, so, yeah, before we get into the Jay-Z stuff next segment, I wanted to do a quick little hit on the Blazers schedule that came out this week. Um, I don't want to go, like, win-loss, win-loss up and down the schedule, but... 60 wins. It is interesting to take a look at the schedule and try to get a gauge for what's going to be a tough stretch what's going to be an easier stretch uh where the important games come in i think for me the the first thing that jumped out was just how tough the beginning of the season is going to be for the blazers 
because they have 13 of their first 17 games on the road. So basically until Thanksgiving, November 25th is their last road game in that stretch against the Bulls. They are going to be on the road 13 times, which seems a little outrageous to start a season for any team. I'm sure it's happened in the past to other teams, but uh, and it's and it's not just easy games either. You know, you've got road games against Golden State, the Clippers, San Antonio twice. You've got the Bucks on the road. You've got the Pelicans on the road, and in there you've got home games against the Sixers, the Nuggets. Uh, you've got Houston on the road. You've got Toronto at home. There's some really really tough games in that first 17 day stretch and the Blazers tend to start the seasons well there's always kind of an edge that they have over other teams where they always just play harder in the regular season and sometimes that's a positive sometimes it's a negative because it means they run out of energy in the playoffs but because of that I don't think the stretch is going to be quite as tough as it looks on paper because well the Clippers are still going to be trying to, to mesh together they might not be a juggernaut immediately in week number two of the season and there's question marks about a lot of these teams, but it's still going to be tough to be on the road that much to start the season. No, it's that's definitely not the way you want to start, you know, but the good thing for them is some of those road teams, if you look at the teams, like I would probably favor the Blazers over them, you know, so as they play Sacramento and Dallas, San Antonio and, Go and Oklahoma City, those are four wins that I think they should have. I can understand them slipping a little bit on the road, especially in a place like San Antonio, but the start, the season, I think you can start on a on a great note. Denver is going to be a tough game at home. You know how great Denver is, especially if they have uh, Michael Porter Jr. that's actually going to play with them this year. That's going to be like, the opening Wednesday game. It's going to be tough on ESPN. on ESPN. Like I mean, prime time. Everybody's there's going to be a lot of you know talking about what the Blazers did last season. You know, obviously talking about the the big playoff you know series that these guys had with each other that included a quadruple overtime game. Like expect those things to be talked about in nauseum before that first game or during that first game. But after that, it gets it gets pretty competitive. You mentioned the fact they have to play Philadelphia. Then they have to play the Warriors, who we know are going to be ready, and they're going to be together. And then I think I think the Clippers are going to gel faster than we think, you know, because the one thing about the two superstars they have, they're arguably two of the most selfless superstars in the league. You know, we know Kawhi Leonard just wants to win basketball games. And you know at this point that Paul George just wants to play for a winner. So I think they're going to gel much faster than anybody thinks. And then Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a team that was really competitive last year. People forget this. And, you know, it's easy to forget because they were in the playoffs and they were out super quick. But D'Angelo Russell was really the, the engine that made that team go. If you can believe this, his teammates loved him and they loved playing with them. And he was really – he really emerged as a leader. You know, a long cry away from – you know, sending, you know, recording your boy saying some stuff about his girl and posting it on online. So he's grown a lot as a leader. I don't know if Kyrie is that leader yet or at all. So I would probably say they beat Brooklyn, but it's it, it's not easy to start. And it sucks just There's to be on the road. There's not a ton of cupcakes early. There's really not. And then you start getting into more of the meat and you have uh, Houston on the road and San Antonio on the road and Milwaukee and, well, not necessarily Cleveland or Chicago, but New Orleans too in there. New Orleans is, is a team that could be sneaky good you know uh, immediately so it's not easy to start but I'm looking at some of these teams and I and I say that of the 17 games they start I can see the Blazers winning 13 or 14 of those games that is very positive it's very positive but honestly like as, as a as a basketball team um I just think that they're better at this point the only thing I'm worried about with the Blazers early is they're all new they're all brand new together for the most part. Can they gel and find their roles? 
quickly or are they going to have a bit of a slow start to the season as well a lot of that that road stuff early is made up for later in the year 10 of their last 17 games are at home uh, they do wrap up with five of their last six at home although most of them are going to be tough games they include games against utah denver golden state and the clippers their last three games of the year denver golden state and the clippers so if playoff positioning is on the line with what it looks like it will be this year in the western conference those last three games are going to be intense yeah and uh that's the thing that I'm most excited for for the Blazers this coming year, just looking at the schedule and just seeing the teams that they have in front of them. And this is just generally is the West is so wide open, I think. I mean, sure, the Clippers might be the favorites on paper or the Lakers even might be the favorites on paper uh, if you want to go that route. But it's it's so wide open that I almost feel like any game is, like, even against great teams, is going to be up in the air. And the Blazers are hopefully are going to continue to be a team that could be near the top of the Western Conference. And that would lead to a really fascinating season, more so than we've had in the past. And last year was really interesting. No, this year feels like it could be that much more. No, this year could be could be really really good. You know, I honestly think, uh, and we talked about it during free agency. The Blazers didn't make any huge splashes. Like Paul George didn't sign here. You know, we knew Anthony Davis wasn't coming here. But the Blazers looked like they got better in the off season, which is something. And I don't think any of us thought would happen you know as far as getting free agents and keeping free agents and just being able to re-sign Rodney Hood was bigger than I think we give gave you know a lot of attention to getting in a guy like Kent Bazemore like you look at this roster all of a sudden and go okay you can do something with this so that's the reason I look at this team or excuse me look at the schedule and say there's no reason that they can't win 14 to you know 13 to 14 of their first 17 games like that I I think that's what after you make the Western Conference Finals after you become one of those top two, three, four teams, I think the expectation is there now. You should be expecting to win 15 of your first 20 games. You know, I, I think that's just kind of what it is at this point. I mean, I can see that point that, yes, if you make the Western Conference Finals, the expectation is to be at the top of the West early in the season. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and temper my expectations a little bit. Just a little bit. And, and then think about this. Of all, the, of all the top four teams in the Western Conference – they're the one team that didn't really lose any major pieces. Cantor, of course, major piece in the playoffs, and, you know, he came through when he was supposed to. But as far as a, a, a key cog of your team, like you look at, man, so obviously Houston, you lose Chris Paul, you and you get Westbrook, but we'll see how the whole Westbrook, you know, Harden thing works out again. Obviously, we saw what happened with Golden State. Clay's not going to play half the season. KD is gone all of a sudden. Like the Blazers are the only one of those teams from that mix with Denver, Denver, that's still right there. And Denver was at the top of the West last year. So the Blazers, are, the Blazers and the Nuggets are the only two teams in the Western Conference. And the Jazz got a lot better, too. And the Jazz got a lot. But again, they added somebody to their team. So we'll see if that works the way that we think it's going to work. I think it's going to work out well with Mike Conley being in Utah. However, it might take a little bit of, of, of some time. Might be a little bit of a learning curve for them. The Blazers are the one, of the, the one team that actually added to their bench where they should have gotten better as opposed to... Uh, just trying to figure out how to insert a new star into their lineup. So I think that's something that really is it's going to work in their favor when the season starts. Coming up next, Jay-Z and the NFL working together. Is it a dream team? This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Hey, it's Suk here for Xfinity, and it's that time of the year. If you're a sports fan, and I'm guessing if you're listening to me, you are – Everything's coming into focus right now. We got Major League Baseball. Oh, last time I checked, college football. Or how about this? The NFL. And you don't want to miss a second of the action. And with Xfinity, you don't have to. 
All you have to do on that Xfinity voice remote is simply say sports into it, and everything that's available is going to pop up. Everything that's on, no more searching for channels. And my favorite part is you can put your favorite teams in there. So if you're a fan of the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Mets, the Cubbies, whatever it is, whatever sport, you just add it to your favorites, and then all you have to say is my favorites, and it's going to keep you updated so you never have to miss a second of the action. And you can just say sports notifications, and you can actually get reminders when the games are on. They can even show you on your screen or via text message couldn't be any simpler don't miss a minute of the action with xfinity you can go to xfinity.com you can call 1-800-XFINITY or you can visit your local xfinity store and experience everything they have to offer restrictions apply there are two times each year when the prices get crazy here at car toys close out deals special buys black friday and tent sale are you ready for this uh-huh. it's just 249 bucks to add apple carplay to anything you drive pioneer apple carplay stereos just 249 during car toys annual tent sale while they last speakers from the top brands are half price focal pioneer kicker subwoofers half price cool down your hot car or truck before you get in with the remote start system save up to 200 dollars on remote start and security Security systems during tent sale. Got a boat? Upgrade the stereo system, the speakers, add a subwoofer. Car Toys has blowout priced all remaining boat products. Car Toys tent sale only happens once each year. Only America's vehicle technology leader. Over 9 million happy customers can put on a sale this big. The savings are incredible. Car Toys, a better way to go. Here's another amazing deal. Make your car look spectacular with a classic detail from Car Toys Experts. Only 99 bucks until tent sale ends. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten seventeen Sunday morning, August 18th, 2019. Mike, Rashad, Jesse here for another 45 minutes. Um, almost to football, by the way. Saturday, this Saturday, six days or seven days away. I can do math. Seven so days close. away. Two, or six days away. I am an idiot. Six days away. Uh, college football, two games. You've got uh, Miami, Florida, and then you've got Arizona and Utah. So we'll have our, or, uh, not Utah. God, I am an idiot right now. Arizona, Hawaii. <laughs> Sorry. It happens. I was pulling it up on my phone as I was talking, which was a stupid decision because I was talking and not paying attention. Four o'clock on ESPN, Miami versus Florida. It's actually a pretty good game to open the season. And then Arizona, Hawaii, 730 on CBS Sports Network. So you get your first Pac-12 game next Saturday, as well as your first somewhat decent non-conference game right away on ESPN and then the following week we will have all of the week one games and then the week after that we will have our first NFL week number one to talk about um I'll throw it out there one more time if you want to be involved with the fantasy draft with us the three of us this Tuesday at Kingpins and Beaverton and can be there to do the draft and want to be in the league send your email address to better you today text line at five five three zero five let's talk a little Jay-Z as this is something that has not been on my timeline a lot, my social media timeline, um, where you said when you came in today, this has been all over your timeline. It's been huge. This has been the big story in Rashad's social media world. So I'll kind of lay out and let you describe what the what's going on because I, I honestly, I just knew that Jay-Z partnered with the NFL. Yes, I saw the so, headline. 
I saw what Rock Nation is his company, and they're going to do something with the NFL. But beyond that, I didn't really pay much attention. So what's happening? So apparently um, Jay-Z, who has been very outspoken uh, about the NFL and about um, – you know, some of the social justice, you know, news that that's happened around the NFL, mainly around Colin Kaepernick and some of those, you know, some of his kneeling and his initial protest that also Eric Reed and some of those people that participated. He's been very, very vocal about his um, disagreement with the NFL and their stance, uh, especially as it comes to their black and brown players. Recently, Jay has decided to become the, I think it's the director of or Rock Nation is going to be in charge of basically the entertainment portion of the NFL. So basically now Jay-Z and Rock Nation will have uh like events and stuff. Well, or? as far as as far as events, but as far as overall entertainment for the NFL, which songs are played during commercials, which so- which performers are performing at certain NFL events, who's performing at the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Those are things that, you know, he's in charge of now. So what's happened is over the past few years multiple entertainers including jay-z have turned down the super bowl now the first thing people say is well it's because you don't get paid to do the super bowl well michael jackson didn't get paid to do the super bowl neither did prince and if michael jackson prince and springsteen all these guys are doing the super bowl then i'm pretty sure rihanna doesn't have a problem not being paid to do the super bowl it's the biggest concert that anybody will have all year and then you're going to get x amount of millions of people you know watching you and everything so it's a huge opportunity for you and your brand. So I think most artists are going to take it. What's happened is a lot of black artists have passed. And so there are people going back and forth about, you know, how could Jay-Z join the NFL and work with the NFL, especially considering his stance on Kaepernick and some other things. Uh, I understand where those people are coming from. I also understand. It feels like a betrayal in some sense. I think a lot of people feel like, how could you, after everything you said, Jay has openly said on one of his albums, one of his records, like, I don't need the NFL. The NFL needs me. You know, I turned down the Super Bowl because I can, you know, basically. And so maybe the NFL does need him. They they, went and hired him. And so really they've done that. But also Jay will be working with uh, their social justice reform and making sure that uh, they kind of start some conversation, which. Could be could be a very good thing because, you know, obviously the NFL needs to go in a different direction. But my thing is you have players that are right here within your league that are telling you smart players, the Martel, the the uh, Michael Bennett's of the of the NFL and, you know, the Eric Reed's of the NFL that man have a lot of information about some of the things that they're going through. So it, it's weird that they went to Jay-Z. This for me, this was nothing but a play for the NFL to be able to get a uh, black audience to be able to uh, really being able to bring in like a black culture, more black entertainers, all those people that said they didn't want to do the Super Bowl, you know, so they had to get Maroon 5. You think Maroon 5 is a bigger name than Rihanna right now? You're out of your mind, you know? So I think that this was nothing more than a play for the NFL to or for, to get more people to really watch them, especially, you know, the some of the black and brown uh, viewers that they kind of lost. So I understand Jay's standpoint, standpoint because as a billionaire, which is what he is now, Sometimes you do business with people you don't necessarily like to make more money. You know, that's just it's just business. Like, I don't like you, but this is business. So I totally understand where he's coming from. I just think the NFL could have done a better job as far as they want to do social justice reform. Okay, but you have players within your own league that can give a helping hand about how they as players should be treated. So it's just kind of one of those. It is interesting that. 
he was so vocal against the NFL and now is partnering with the NFL. Now, Jay-Z is a brilliant businessman. Uh, he has proven that time and time again over the last 10 years. 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure there is a really smart reason for him personally. It could just be financial, to be honest, that he's doing this. But if I want to look at this, and it's, it's kind of hard to do it, but if I want to look at this without the social activism side involved, um, I think this is a brilliant move by the NFL. It was, because, it was great. Because you're bringing in Jay-Z, who is, I mean, you say whatever you want about him as a rapper, but he is one of the most well-known celebrities out there. And you can like him or hate him. You know who Jay-Z is. The sec is hip-hop has two billionaires. He's one of the two. And everyone knows who he is. So the NFL does have, in my opinion, a bit of a old white man entertainment feel. And that is not the only consumer of the NFL. So I think it's interesting to bring Jay-Z in. If it, I don't know exactly what his role is going to be compromised of or comprised of if uh, of in doing entertainment. But if he's going to make the league cooler, the stuff they do cooler, that's only just going to make the NFL that much more successful. The NFL doesn't need to have any entertainment, and they're still going to be the most successful league because it's football. But adding that in is just... It feels like free money. The only negative is the social side, which I tried to remove that for that thought, but it's hard to do because it's part of what's going on in the NFL right now and part of what Jay-Z has talked about in the past. And I wonder if that's going to cause any issues or if it's like Jay-Z, oh my God, Jay-Z, I love Jay-Z. I don't care. I'm going to follow him no matter what. Well, you know, from an entertainment standpoint, uh, brilliant move by the NFL. Um, Jay-Z being a, not just a... Uh, an artist anymore, but really being in charge of artists and artist development and distribution and some of those other things. Like that's how you become a billionaire. You know, it's more than just music for him. He owns title, you know, he, I, I think he still owns part of the nets. I don't know if he still, I think he had to get rid of that. Yeah. I don't know if he still does that, but now he's, there's talk about him being, cause aren't they an agency for, yes, for he's sports? in the yeah, rock. I don't Nation. think, I don't think he can have an ownership stake. Yeah. If that's so he, he also has rock nation and he has, and I don't have the list of, of um, athletes that he has, but some of them are, man, and incredibly notable uh, athletes. So it's it's one of those things. He, he's definitely known for entertainment, and if that's what he's been hired for is to bring entertainment to the NFL, uh, I think you're going to see uh, an improvement because it's not just rap music. It's alternative music. It's rock and roll. You know, it's soul. There's a lot of different things that Rock Nation kind of kind of covers. So on that standpoint, it should be good, but I can totally understand how – a lot of people look at that and say, Jay, how could you? I thought you were standing on the side of Colin Kaepernick. And I think Kaepernick is – I think he's a, a small representation of the overall movement. You know, I think Colin Kaepernick is, you know, much like a – I'm not going to go ahead and compare him to anybody from the civil rights movement or anything like that, but he is fighting for social justice and civil rights as well, at the, um, no matter how we look at it. So he's become kind of one of those really endearing figures that I think a lot of people, especially in the black community – wrap their arms around and for Jay who's always been very great about giving back to different you know com from different communities and different organizations like he's not shy to help out where he where he needs to this was a very you know methodic thing for him he he knows what he's doing we'll see if it makes sense in the future but I mean I think right now everybody's kind of piling on top of him but overall I think this should be a good thing for the NFL and hopefully for Rock Nation one text, then we got a break. As an outsider looking in, this does feel like a money grab. Jay-Z hasn't explained how he plans to make change from within. He hasn't at all. I would like to hear more about that. Me too.
That'd be nice. But I bet you he has to play nice because he just signed a deal with the NFL. He probably can't talk too much about the social activism stuff at this point, although I'd like to hear how he decide or how he plans to make some of that change. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, it's time for our first competitive hated or love it in quite some time. All right. But first, Jesse has Sports Center. Now, now, from the Fan Sports Desk, a Sports Center update on 1080 The Fan. First on the fan after missing the first two weeks of training camp with frostbitten feet and a scuffle with the league over his old helmet. Antonio Brown was a full participant in Raiders walkthrough on Saturday and has a chance to be a full participant in practice on Sunday and Monday as Oakland prepares to host the Green Bay Packers in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And a IG field on Thursday. Although the three, the third preseason game is considered the walkthrough game for the starters who typically play into the third quarter. Raiders head coach John Gruden is reported to have said he plans on sitting or limiting key starters for the rest of the preseason, meaning you most likely will not see Antonio Brown on the field or Derek Carr for that matter until week one of the regular season. The Philadelphia Eagles found their vet. Uh, <clears throat> to replace Nick Cole, signing retired quarterback Josh McCown for his 17th season. The deal is just a one-year deal worth $2 million guaranteed and incentives up to $5.4 million. McCown retired over the summer with eyes towards being an ESPN analyst but still had the itch to play and inform ESPN that if an opportunity came his way, he would take it. Team USA lost another candidate on Saturday, just hours before the team was scheduled to leave for Australia one of the team's exhibition games leading up to the FIBA World Cup in China. According to ESPN's Brian Whithor, Sacramento King guard De'Aaron Fox decided to withdraw from the team after playing a team low six minutes in Friday night's exhibition victory over Spain. With the loss of Fox, the team's roster is now down to 13 and will only have one cut to be made legal. We have an NFL back here on the fan today with the Seahawks on the road to face the Vikings for their second preseason game. Free game will be at three kickoff at five again right here on the fan. More sports scores and stories in 30 minutes. I'm Jesse Osmond from the Tain of Fan Sports. That's Portland Sports Leader. The inside story on everything golf. Join Swag and Herald for Golf in the Northwest Saturdays at 8 a.m. on 1080 The Fan. Mike Barrett here for Wilsonville Toyota. They sold more new Toyota vehicles than any other Oregon dealership in both 2017 and 2018, according to Toyota North America. You've heard me talk about how the customer experience is job one at Wilsonville Toyota, and that creates for a fantastic buying process. They are the pioneers of simple, and simple and transparent is what you want when you're shopping for a vehicle. We all want to be part of a winning team, and now is your chance to join the team at Wilsonville Toyota. Yes, they are hiring. Come and see why this is not just a great place to buy and for service, but a great place to work. All kinds of positions are available. Customer care, lot tech, receptionist, sales advocates, internet and service call reps, and others. Open interviews are being held at Wilsonville Toyota during the month of August. These interviews take place from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Come and join the team. Now is the time. That's no bull. That's Wilsonville Toyota. At Shane Company, selecting a spectacular diamond for your engagement ring is an eye-opening experience. I'm Rorden Shane, fourth-generation jeweler. Every diamond is unique. Cut, color, clarity, and carat weight are important, but our jewelry experts go beyond the four C's on a certificate. They won't just tell you how our diamonds are different. They'll show you. Come in to compare a Shane Company diamond side-by-side with a non-Shane Company diamond in the same GIA grade. 
or feel free to bring in a diamond from another jewelry store to compare with ours. When you see for yourself that two diamonds with the exact same grade can look so different, you'll have an aha moment. You'll clearly see that our diamond has more beauty and sparkle. We offer you a premium diamond without a premium price. That's the power of a direct diamond importer. Visit other jewelry stores, then come to Shane Company last. You'll have the confidence to pick the diamond you think is the most beautiful, and you'll know you're getting the best price. Now you have a friend in the diamond business. Shane Company and Shaneco.com. Toyota's National Clearance Event is now playing, and it's a hit. Visit a participating dealer before September 3rd and get a great deal on the last of the 2019 models. Toyota, let's go places. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That music means it is time to battle. Let's go! Ready. Fight. You know what? I just So at my, at my job, they have a... Uh, a Mortal Kombat machine, like it has Mortal Kombat one, two, and three, like an on, arcade, like an arcade machine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still nice. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants smoke with Mortal Kombat. Just saying. Put that out there. Now. Are you saying nobody wants it because you can't find anyone to play with you because it's Mortal Kombat, or you're saying you've beaten people? No, I'm saying I'm beating anybody that decides to step up and play me. But have, how many people have you beaten? Like seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> most I of never, them are most of them are kids that never games. played. I never really played fighting games as as a kid growing up. I played Tekken at the movie theater. Every time we'd go to the movie theater, we'd get there like an hour early so I could go to the arcade, and I'd play Tekken 3 a lot. That was an awesome game. I liked that game. Tekken was fresh. Tekken Tag is my joint. Um, all right, Jesse. I'm assuming we will not have Tekken or Mortal Kombat questions today. So but if we, we did. <laughs> no, no, no no Tekken, no Mortal Kombat. Um, let's see here. Let's, uh, I guess let's start with an interesting one. I think we all see the end for Eli Manning coming. But... That that light is at the end of the tunnel. It most likely is coming this season, I'd assume. Especially the way Daniel Jones seems to be playing in the preseason, doing quite well. Despite what John Mara, the owner, says that he thinks it's ideal if Eli starts all 16 games. Right. Yeah. I mean, You're still listen to him. I guess if you really want to, you know, get another top pick and waste another year of Saquon Barkley and <laughs> not maturate Daniel Jones, I, I, there's something to be said about sitting a. A rookie quarterback for a year but let's start with daniel jones um who like i said i believe it's quite possible will be starting by the end of the season love or hate daniel jones will start at some point this season and 
be the best rookie quarterback this season when he plays? You start today, Rashad. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Let's just. I'm just best rookie it up. running back. Best rookie quarterback. Okay, let me think of the other rookies. Um. Jeez. Love. Uh, just Basically, because, have two others that are going to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. So, uh, kid from Washington. Uh, so, Dwayne Haskins, Haskins. and mm-hmm. uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yep. Kyler Murray's not is going to get demolished uh, playing behind the offensive line uh, for the Cardinals. <laughs> like I think Lynch said it earlier, the historically bad offensive line this past year. Uh, so, uh, don't expect him to be able to hold on the ball for a lot. Uh, during his preseason, I think he had like every pass he made was for negative yards. You know, negative five, negative seven, like negative ten at a point. I don't think he had any positive yardage at any point in the preseason this far. Um, Daniel Jones, however, uh, at least has the uh, a Sterling Shepard who's questionable at this point. You know, Golden Tate has been suspended. You don't know what you're going to get from him. Evan Ingram, at least you have a, a really good tight end to be able to get the ball to. You still have Saquon Barkley. Of all the other rookie quarterbacks, he probably has the most to work with, if you can believe that. Uh, the the big question mark for the Giants has been Eli Manning for the past seven years. You know, it has nothing to do with the other guys because you knew Odell Beckham was special. You know that you have a great guy in Saquon Barkley. Now you know you have a pretty good tight end in Evan Ingram. Eli was always the issue, and now Daniel Jones is going to get to kind of show that is he? At least he's at least better than Eli at best. That's a tough one because this this year's quarterback class is generally looking pretty bad, in my opinion. Um, but also, I guess I'll say love almost by default because I think I would have said Kyler Murray pretty quickly a couple of weeks ago that he would have a better year than Daniel Jones. But I mean, I, I'm watching this preseason Cardinal football and it is ugly. And you're right, Daniel Jones has played well in the preseason. He's had some reports of really bad practices but despite what the owner says i do think eli manning will probably lose his job at some point this year now eli actually played decent in the last game as well in the preseason and as much hate as eli gets eli can still throw the football and lead a team to some wins so i think he'll probably start until about week nine or so and then maybe he'll get hurt or maybe something will open up for daniel jones that he gets him an opportunity to get in there but he will play better than kyler murray once he gets a chance and i think he'll play better than dwayne haskins as well I'm not so sure how I feel about Dwayne Haskins in in Washington, to be honest with you. I don't know if he's going to be good or bad. I I couldn't get a read on him in college either. I I didn't really know what to expect out of him. So I'll say, yeah, Daniel Jones will be the best quarterback once he gets his chance uh, this year in the NFL. And he will start at some point. All right. Um, The Steelers, uh, we've talked a little bit about them. Obviously, Antonio Brown's gone. Juju Smith-Schuster assumes that number one receiver role they don't really have a guy at running back who's probably going to challenge for a thousand yards so a lot of targets opening up in pittsburgh and a lot of opportunity um and i guess the big question will be will the steelers once again have a couple thousand yard receivers love or hate pittsburgh will have two thousand yard receivers this season hate uh, <laughs> yeah, hate. Uh, it's that's that's really that's tough to to say just because I don't really see a, a game breaker on this team. Juju Smith Schuster has been really good for his first few years in the league, but I think a lot of the reason he's been so great in his first couple years in the league is because you had Antonio Brown on the other side. So, uh, Dante Moncrief is going to be the receiver. Dante Moncrief has yet to have over 800 yards in his entire career, uh, catching the ball per season. So, 
uh, that's probably going to be a hard pass. But to be fair, Moncrief, the Big Ben will probably be the best receiver or best quarterback that Moncrief has played with thus far. So we can got to go ahead and kind of put that out there. And then Juju Smith-Schuster is says he's going to get a lot of additional attention. Last year he had 1,400 yards, which was clearly the most in his career and only his second year. But his first year he had almost 1,000 yards. So I think if anybody on the team is going to get 1,000, it's going to be Juju. Um, the ball is going to go to him. He's your game breaker. He's your number one receiver. So Don, Dante Moncrief is a B-plus receiver at best. You know, at very best, the B-plus receiver. So I think Juju is an A or maybe an A-minus at best. And, uh, yeah, all the balls are going to go right there. I'm going to go ahead and say hate because kind of to what Jesse was saying earlier in the show, the Steelers ran out their best offensive players by pushing them away in Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster is amazing. He's a really, really good receiver. But I think Rashad is right, too. I think that without Antonio Brown, he's going to get all of the attention. It's going to be harder for him to get open. Now, he'll probably get to be a 1,000-yard receiver because Ben Roethlisberger knows how to find his big guys. But this team right now doesn't have a lot of offensive talent, in my opinion. I think we're going to see the worst offense from the Steelers that we've seen in a long time. A lot of that's going to come down to Ben Roethlisberger, too, who has been toying with the idea of retiring for years still hasn't done it he's aging and is not as good as he used to be anymore I, I seem to remember a game where he threw what four interceptions and a half against the Jaguars and really really underperformed in that one so he's getting worse you only have one good receiver now your running back is although had a good year last year I think is not as good as he appeared in James Conner I'm uncertain about just how good this Steelers team is going to be this year I think this could be a big step back year for them so I say hey Think they're gonna make the playoffs? Nope. Nope. Maybe. Wild card, maybe. All right. Um, they are the Steelers after. They're one of those teams that even though they they might suck, they'll still win those games. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Well, uh, Rashad has a one point lead heading into this uh, possibly final question. Um. And we've had. Like every year at this point, well, I was just say it's it's becoming more prevalent that we're getting these um, guys on rookie deals that are deciding not to play out their full rookie deal because they believe they've outperformed and deserve more. This year, obviously, Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon. Last year, we saw Lavian Bell sit out the entire year. Love or hate, the NFL needs to look at rookie contracts and uh, they need to laden them with more incentives to curve holdouts of uh, love um i think that would be a great way to keep some of your guys and to be able to kind of uh relieve your salary cap just a little bit and i mean just, uh, that be, could be a great way to keep a guy around for an additional couple years what's happening is basically you get a great running back like zeke elliott and there here he is coming in his fourth year and he does they don't want to pay him anymore even though he's really outperformed uh, his first three years and considering that they didn't really put any real incentives in his contract there's really no incentive for him to stay at this point like he can go ahead and get big money uh, somewhere else if he decides to so I think that would be a good idea for them to start putting certain incentives and certain things and, and with the CBA coming up maybe that could be something that goes you know into that new bargaining that they end up doing but it couldn't hurt at this point, especially considering that you have great running backs for a franchise for about three years, three to four years, then you're ready to move on from them. I guess I'll say love. I never really thought about a, reason, a way to make it better, but any way to stop holdouts and any ways to, I guess, benefit players who are performing well is fine by me, so I think that's a good idea. 
Um, I do find it frustrating when teams have to lose players because they just are holding out for more money. Because in other leagues, that doesn't necessarily happen in the same way. It's You're able to give a guy a big contract in baseball if you want to keep him around. Um, in the NBA, you've got all these things like the Supermax extension for young guys who reach the All-NBA team, and you can kind of you got you can keep them for more money. And it doesn't feel like the NFL does the same thing. And it would be, I mean, the NFL already has a ton of parity, but think about how much better it would be for parity if some of these teams can keep their young guys based on these incentive-laden contracts. And maybe uh, this might be a little bit weird or out, out of left field, but maybe what you can do is as part of those incentives if they reach certain things you can extend them sooner or you can give them a bigger money extension here or they add a year at a certain x amount of money at the end of that contract that could be helpful too to keep those guys around because i think holdouts do nothing but hurt the league and it makes people frustrated and handcuffs the players for yep. for no reason like no other sport handcuffs its guys like the nfl does all right we gotta do a quick one lightning rim all right obj uh, he's a guy that's been dealing with injuries throughout his career. He's already apparently dealing with a little bit of a hip injury here in training camp. Love or hate, OBJ will not play 16 games this season. Uh, love that he won't. Um, he's, unfortunately for a guy like that who's always banged up, it's the ankle, it's the calf, it's the, you know, I think it was a shoulder at some point for Odell. So he's always kind of banged up, but he's banged up because Odell is very good about taking stuff across the middle. And that's one that what's always been a big part of his game. He is the best uh, slant receiver in the entire NFL, excluding nobody. He is one-to-one -one as far as that's concerned. So he's going to take a few big hits. And considering how much he talks, I think that's going to make people kind of, you know, target him just a little bit more. But I think he's going to be fine. I feel like if he plays at least 14 to 13 to 14 games for the Browns, that'll be a successful season. Uh, I'll say... I'm hating that he's going to play the full season. No, love that he will not play 16 games. Okay, I'll say love because he's only played 16 games once in his career. He's played for five seasons. He's played 11, 15, 16, 2, uh, and then 12. So he'll probably get hurt at some point during this season. A lot of Rashad's points are, are valuable points because the, he, does, he is a guy who talks, so he'll probably get hit hard. But also, in this day and age, you don't want to risk players in the same way you used to anymore. You don't send them out as hurt. There's way more protections for them. So if he gets banged around a little bit or something, I could see him missing a game or two at some point this season. All right. Um, got Rashad with the winner today. I think it's five weeks in a row. Woo! That's some kind of record. I mean, are we counting the weeks where I was he out? He always does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I am. Of course I am. I'm always going to count those weeks. What do you mean, Lynch? Yes, man. I'm not going to count it because the backup quarterback was was in the game. Yes, it's still a win You're running against the team. Running unopposed? Woo! Yes. Actually, I've had people here, they lost. They just weren't as good as me. I guess that's how it goes sometimes. All right, well, <laughs> you get to host the last segment, Mr. Uh, Mr. Five Weeks in a Row well, over five here. Five Weeks in a Row coming up. Uh, we'll talk about my, uh, my five-week streak right here on The Fan. This is George McCoy with Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Barbecues, sun, and summer driving. The last thing you need to be thinking about are your legal rights after an accident. I listen first so that we can get you what you deserve. Visit warrenallen.com. Portland Perks. There is no better time to tour the Willamette Falls by kayak. Relax and enjoy the breathtaking scenery and let the experienced guides from Energy Kayaking take you on a trip you won't soon forget. Get this deal for 40% off. Only $36 right now at portlandperks.com. As a small business owner, when was the last time you considered switching internet providers? I don't even remember. Running a business keeps me pretty busy. 
Let's compare your current provider to Comcast Business. Are you getting fast, reliable internet? Sometimes. How about a full suite of innovative services like separate Wi-Fi networks, 4G wireless backup, and advanced voice solutions? I highly doubt it. Sounds like your provider doesn't compete. Make the switch to the nation's largest gig speed network now and get an amazing deal. Right now, get fast 25 megabit internet for $34.95 per month when you add one voice mobility line. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Comcast Business, beyond fast. Offer ends 921-19. Restrictions apply. New business customers only. Two-year agreement required. Early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra subject to change. Backup limited to up to eight hours. Total $59.90 bundled rate will be shown on bill for both products. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Sports Sunday with just Rashad because clearly Mike didn't want any parts of this after, you know, he came back to a big L. Actually, Lynch is just behind the glass helping Jesse with, with something. Not sure what happened, bro. What happened back there? I'm having some computer issues. There he is. He is. He didn't leave, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it could have been because I didn't his leave Yankees out of frustration or anything. Uh, it could have been because his Yankees are down four nothing to the uh, the Indians yeah, at this point. Cece's not pitching well. No, Cece just doesn't. Baseball is the one sport that has a bunch of guys that don't look like they should be athletes. Cece's Typically. probably a Hall of Famer though. Yes, he is. But Cece does not look like he should be. An well, this is his last year. He's going to retire after the year, so he's just well, just came off the injured list. I, I mean, this is not great, but they won the last two games against Cleveland, so even if they lose this one, they get the split. It's not the end of the world. So I have a good friend, uh, my friend Anthony Lackey, who is a Portland State Hall of Fame basketball player. Uh, he actually played sports against CeCe Sabathia, and he said he was the best athlete that they had in the entire like Bay Area at a point. So... Uh, basketball, I heard he was amazing. Uh, obviously, he was great at baseball. But, yeah, I heard CeCe Sabathia was one of those guys that was, like, super untouchable. Of course he was. Yeah. And he, I, want, I want to say that most people who reach this level of athleticism and sports. Oh, yeah, you're great. When you were a kid or in high school, you were untouchable at any sport that you played. And most people who reach the pros. And to be real, I always thought, like, baseball was the one sport that proved that you were the ultimate athlete. Like, I, there's just something... Like if you can play baseball, it's, typically it's the you're. Sport. It, and if you can play baseball, typically you're you're good at everything. You know, it's just it's just kind of one of those things. Like the time and precision and all those things it takes to go into making a great baseball player. I think those things only translate into to other sports. And I think that's why we continue to see like a great football player who's kind of tinkering with the end with the major league draft. Like maybe I'll go and maybe I'll go play for the A's or whatever team I get drafted by. We've seen it with Kyler Murray, great athlete. We've seen it with Russell Wilson, great athlete. Obviously, we saw Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson play significant time in Major League Baseball, both the greatest athletes that we've ever seen. You know, so and I think Russell Wilson is starting to go into that realm of one of the greatest athletes that that we've seen over the past little bit. So there's something special about being a being a great great baseball player. I think, I think baseball, it's it's one of those sports where the greats aren't always great. 
And I think yes. that's the only sport where that's the case. NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever other sport you want to say, soccer, whatever. I don't. They, they're all included in this. Every great is always great, right? You think about LeBron James. Outside of when he's injured, LeBron is good no matter what. Kevin Durant is good no matter what. But in baseball, you're good 30% of the time, and then you're really good. You're a Hall of Famer. You could be one of the best players in baseball and go through an 0-for-21 drought in hitting. You could be one of the best pitchers in baseball and throw two clunkers in a row. Baseball is the most humbling sport. It is the most difficult sport. So to be great, there is still a lot of inherent failure. Yes. Right? And you I look, think that's a good point. You look at somebody like A-Rod. You know, A-Rod is going to go down as maybe a what? I don't know. You'd have to tell me, Lynch, this, I wouldn't do this, but maybe a top 10 all-time baseball player. Just considering his his body of work and the things that he's been able to do, his length, his ability to hit, like A-Rod is probably going to be considered somewhere within the top 15, top 20. Was that fair? Sure. Okay. So, But we've seen A-Rod go on multiple streaks of not being able to hit the ball. Multiple, like, man, 0 for 21 at the plate. Go to the play, go to the playoffs. And, everybody does that. Yeah, right? and, 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 that's, and that's the thing about baseball is that you can, in the NBA, if you shoot 30% from the field, you're terrible. For the most part, like you're you're pretty bad, twenty something percent. But thirty, you you bat three hundred in Major League Baseball, then, bro, you're that's that's Hall of Fame worthy. You know, if you get two hits, you know, per game, like man, you're you look like you're really doing something out there. So it's just it just goes to show humbling. I think is the best word for baseball because in football you can throw seven eight touchdowns and look like the man. In baseball, man, you get a couple doubles. You know, you get a couple ground outs and you look like the man. I think the other sport that you could throw in this conversation is golf. Yes. Because the greats in golf will often have bad rounds and, and not play quite as well. Bad tournaments. Bad overall. tournaments. Yeah. I mean, you will see, what was it? It was the it was the British Open. Rory McIlroy, his first day shot like an eight or nine over or something. And he's one of the best golfers out there right now and did not have a good tournament. So that's another sport. It's it's almost like small ball and stick is really tough. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe cricket is like this too, if I can go ahead and include that. Not that I know a damn thing about cricket, but uh that is uh that's another sport that maybe is difficult as well. Small ball and stick very, very hard. No. <laughs> Everything else, if you're good, you're good, you're good. No, yeah, like seriously, football, basketball, all those things, uh, you can have an okay game and still be good, right? We've seen tons of guys come out and have he didn't have a regular LeBron game, but he had 17 points and seven rebounds and said, okay, well, that's not great, but that's still, still had a big impact. That's yeah. still really good. You know, it's the thing I like about golf and baseball, either you're good or you're not. And there's just kind of, you know, one of those things out there, either you're going to be a great player and you're going to bat 300 or you you're trash and you bat a hundred. We were able to tell who you are with basketball. We still sign guys because he has potential and this could be the year that he does this and blah. You know, so I think I like baseball because uh, it keeps things true and it, it, it kind of keeps things honest in a lot of ways. Quickly, just popped into my head. Maybe we can discuss this next week. Do you feel like this year the NFL is going to be even crazier than it normally has been? Where like the good teams that are expected to be good might not be as good as we think and there's going to be more parity than normal? I think that Do you can have happen. a vibe of that? I think that can happen. Yeah, because I think we're we're spending a lot of time talking about teams that we haven't really, you know, been spending as much time on. The Browns. We we spent a lot of time talking about the Browns. They haven't won that division in so long. With the Ravens, you know, what's gonna happen there? You know, they weren't worse lad one of the worst last year, but they also weren't one of one of the best. You know, Andrew Luck in that situation. I think there's a lot of these teams that we haven't talked about 
that could come out and shock a lot of people. I'm Tampa Bay, like we talked about earlier, man. Tampa could be one of those teams that comes out of nowhere, almost some Carolina Panthers stuff a few years ago, and shock the world and go all the way to the Super Bowl. Like, yes, I do kind of get that vibe, considering the Patriots are older. Uh, the the Pittsburgh have issues, you know, after issue after issue. The Falcons have some corner issues. Like, all the teams Green are used Bay's to talk been not quite as good Green the last Bay doesn't have a defense. Or, yeah, the whole bunch of stuff. So, yes, I think this could be one of those years where a team is able to sneak in there and, and pull off a big win in the Super Bowl. Like the Cleveland Browns? What? Like the Cleveland Browns. You know, it, w- it would not shock me if Cleveland made it to the to the Super Bowl and well, won. It would shock me if they made it to the Super Bowl, but it wouldn't shock me if they were a good team this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the Chiefs are going to be good. Chiefs are going to – I think Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. We know that. That's what I think. All right. And the Rams might get back there too, don't – let's not forget about the Rams because of one bad Super Bowl performance, huh? No, yeah. Although Todd Gurley, I don't trust his knees. We'll see. That's going to do it for us. If uh, you're in our leagues, we'll see you on Tuesday at the draft party at Kingpins. If not, you can still come out and hang out if you'd like. 6 o'clock registration, 7.30 draft. We'll be back next week, 9 to 11, full strength once again. Nope. Yes. Full no. strength once again. Two weeks from now, Jesse's out. See, I got a, I got a memory there. Full strength next week, the day after the first day of college football. How nice is that? We'll be, we'll All be right. football Sunday then, too. So let's say goodbye to Sports Sunday for the year. It'll return in February next year. And we'll be football Sunday from now moving forward. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Omaha! 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 This one's for Pat! Listen to Metroscope, our locally produced public affairs program this Sunday night at 10 as we interview newsmakers and experts on topics of current interest. Metroscope is sponsored by Xfinity, making it easy to access all your favorite entertainment at home and on the go. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Wake up! Dusty and Cam in the morning. Over under win totals for the Pacific 12, according to Bet Online AG. The Pacific 12 Conference leading the way. Over under 10 wins, Washington. Non-conference schedule we've talked about is uh, not what it was last year. The only team in the conference at double-digit wins is the University of Washington. Coming in at second in the conference with at nine wins is Oregon and Utah. And nine wins for Oregon would be a very good year. I know expectations are high, but if you look... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.